From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration from movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. How do you play big? How do you go for your dream? How do you make the impossible happen? That's what we are talking about today with Terry Shodine on her new book, Scrappy, which is all about how to choose to play big in your life. And so I'm going to interview Terry, and she's going to talk to us about the elements of being scrappy. We'll get started just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. She is one of the, the uh, certainly the best speakers that uh, I've ever seen and, and is one of the most sought after female speakers really in the world. Her name is Terry Shodine. And she is a friend of mine, and she wrote a book, a New York Times bestseller called Small Message, Big Impact. And I brought her on the show a while back to talk about that, and she has a new book out, and I love the title. The book is called Scrappy. That's the, that's the title, Scrappy, a little book about choosing to play big. And uh, Terry is in the NSA Speaker Hall of Fame. She speaks all over the world. Uh, she's just a dynamic woman and a dynamite person. So Terry, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Wow, that's a lovely introduction. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So, so scrappy. What like talk to me? What does that even mean? Uh, how did you come up with the title? Why be scrappy? Like, uh, let's get into it. Sure. So you know, so I define scrappy as being full of fighting spirit. It's synonymous mm. with having moxie, being feisty, enthusiastic, gutsy, kind of spunky. And one of my favorite definitions actually comes from the Urban Dictionary, which describes a scrappy person who's little but can still kick a little ass. And I kind of like that <laughs> one too. But when you're scrappy, you have the determination of a street fart fighter, right? You're, you're willing to work smarter. You're willing to work harder when you need to, to take risks, to play big, no matter what the obstacles are. So the word scrappy kind of embodies a mix of all these traits, plus that gumption to actually take action. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the definition. But the backstory um, is really a little bit more personal. Um, you know, I, I can't pinpoint the very first time I heard the word scrappy, but I do recall becoming aware of this notion and need to stand out from other people. I was actually in my very first sales job and, uh, I was getting all the blocks, right. You know, all the no's, all the, you know, we're not interested, you know, we're already working with somebody else. I was feeling really frustrated and I thought, how am I going to break through? How am I going to hit my numbers? Which is a pretty normal uh, question for somebody who's in sales. And I'd gone to the movies and seen uh, with some friends and we actually went to that old classic film, 
Wall Street. With, oh, yeah. Um, Bud Fox, who's played by Charlie Sheen, is trying to uh, connect with and sell to Gordon Gecko, who's played by Michael Douglas. And he says, I'm going to get this big fish. I'm going to bag an elephant. So, you know, he basically crafts this plan where he cold calls Gordon Gecko's office for 59 days in a row. And he finds out uh, when his birthday is, he finds out what his favorite cigars are, and he crafts this beautiful plan. And after kind of schmoozing the secretary a little bit, he shows up on Gordon Gecko's doorstep uh, on his birthday to deliver the gifts, and he gets the shot. And while he got the shot, I got the lesson. And I thought to myself, okay, that was, that was scrappy. That was clever. What can I do to be a little scrappy, to find a workaround and get in the door. And that really was, you know, almost over 20 years ago now. And ever since then, you know, I've just been executing scrappy efforts uh, in a variety of different ways and for a variety of different reasons. And so ultimately, the big picture story is that Scrappy is a companion book to Small Message, Big Impact, because while Small Message, Big Impact is about messaging, you know, you could have the greatest presentation in the world, but if you don't have access to the most desirable listeners, what's the point? So Scrappy is about kind of getting in the door, earning the right to be heard, making things happen. And then, of course, once you get in the door, you better have a rock solid presentation to deliver. Yeah. So I, I love those definitions of the word scrappy because those are those are all things that I think of when I think of Terry, right? Like just like a fighting spirit and, you know, kind of hustle and make it happen and do whatever it takes. And um, so one question I just had was about what's the delineation between like persistence and grit and scrappy? Are they all the same thing or do you do you see a difference between them? No, I actually, I think it's a really fun comparison. So I think that being scrappy and having grit live on the same continuum. Uh, and when we're speaking about persistence, I think that you have to be persistent on some level in order to just kind of activate that scrappy spirit within you. However, nothing irritates the persistent person more than the clever scrappy person who comes up with a workaround and flies right by him. Right. So I think getting scrappy is about saving time and getting you there faster in a clever and classy way. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting nuance. So, so what are some of the examples? Like tell me some of your favorite stories or like people who, who are the people that you think of when you think of successful examples of scrappy. Right. So probably one of my favorite stories, um, is, uh, about this young girl scout. So I was a girl scout. I'm sure many of your listeners were girl scouts. And part of the girl scout experience is that you participate in the annual girl scout cookie drive. Yeah. And so, you know, we would get the order form and we would scour the neighborhood and, you know, we would try to encourage our neighbors to purchase cookies. And the goal of course is to sell a hundred boxes of cookies. If you sell a hundred boxes, you get the treats, you get the patches, right? You get goodies for your troop. Like there's all kinds of perks. And I was persistent and I was tenacious and I sold my hundred boxes, but trust me, it's not easy to move a hundred boxes of cookies. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes people change their mind. They don't want the cookies, right? Sometimes you have to go back. So it's this whole big process that you have to go through when, after you've taken the orders and then you have to go re-deliver them and it really can be challenging. Well, fast forward to a couple of years ago, I'm actually reading this article in the Los Angeles times about a young gal named 
Danielle Lay, and she and her mom decided to bypass that entire process. And they actually just set up a Girl Scout cookie stand in front of a legal marijuana pot distribution center in Northern (laughs) California. And they actually moved 117 boxes in two hours. Wow. And I thought to myself, now that was scrappy. Now, you know, granted, I'm sure the Girl Scouts' official position is they don't want to encourage young ladies <laughs> to stand in front of pot shops. But I think you get the message here, right? I mean, that was a really clever workaround. You know, she saved herself a ton of time. She didn't have to go back out and deliver the cookies. If people wanted more cookies, she had the inventory right there. And, you know, it was just smart. It was clever. It was crafty. And, and it may not, you know, it doesn't have to be in alignment with you, but I think you get the idea and the spirit nature of a scrappy effort versus persistence. So talk to me a little bit about that. You know, like that's an interesting example because I, I get what you're saying is that you just, you're, it's almost, it's like, it's almost like creativity plus persistence equals scrappy or something like that. But the, the, there is a bit of a risk here, right? Like some, sometimes doing those things outside the box, I feel like they can cause, you know, they cause problems or, or things like that. So how do you kind of, how do you kind of manage the risk of, of trying things a different way or maybe offending people because you didn't follow the, the straight system or, you know, bouncing back from any of the, the, the backlash that comes from doing things differently? Sure. Okay. So like, let's take it from two perspectives. So first of all, let's answer part one of your question, which is, you know, well, why do we get scrappy to begin with? So you're, you're going to get scrappy to earn the right to be heard, to gain access to a person who can help you maybe to rebound after a disappointment. You know, some people kind of, uh, execute a scrappy effort before something could happen, but a lot of times people are executing a scrappy strategy in the middle. Uh, we say you're, you're kind of stuck in purgatory, right? Maybe the client hasn't said yes, but they haven't said no either. It's just kind of flatlining. You're in the middle. So you might okay. execute some sort of scrappy strategy to ch- shake things up a little bit. Or it could be after the fact. Maybe you've given your best proposition. You've just gone into your final interview for a job. And maybe it's just down to another highly desirable and highly competitive uh, other person, right? So what would you do at that point to set yourself off? And so in the book Scrappy, what I really did was I interviewed you know, for almost a two-year period, all of these different people who did small efforts, medium efforts, large efforts, before a transaction, in the middle of a transaction, after a transaction. And the mantra that was always the same was, look, let's keep it classy and scrappy. You know, I don't want people to do things that are off-putting or irritating or things that are annoying or stalker-like, right? That's just all creepy. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is when you're really trying to make something happen, if you can do something clever that really creates an awakening in the mind of the person who you're trying to attract, that's really what separates you from the masses. So, you know, A, let's keep it classy and scrappy. And then B, you know, how do you do that in a way that's classy? Well, one of my favorite stories is uh, not even a money play. You know, it's not always about work. It's not always all about you know, making money or closing a deal. Um, It could be for personal reasons. Um, Sometimes people execute something because they have, you know, something that they just personally want to accomplish. So one of my favorites is a young gal named Jennifer Matthew Riker, and she was very successful in work. Uh, She had kind of a home-based business that she was working quite diligently at uh, and making really nice money. But she was still single. She was in her 30s, and 
she, these are her words, not mine. She said, I was feeling like my biological time clock was ticking and I wanted Uh to get married and I wasn't meeting any eligible guys. You know, I was working from home, so I wasn't like really in the work environment. I didn't really like to go to the gym. I don't go to bars. I wasn't into the online dating thing. Like that wasn't my thing. Uh And so she kind of, she's like, where would, you know, nicely dressed professional businessmen go? Like, where would they go? And so she got this fabulous idea that she was going to take a part-time job in the evening working at Nordstrom's in the men's department store Ah. so that she could organically meet them. And so (laughs) she didn't need the money. She didn't need the job, but she wanted to be able to just strike up a conversation and organically meet nice guys who might be in that department. So believe it or not, she gets, she does this. She gets the job (laughs) two weeks into it. She meets this guy and they've been married now for 30 have two children and it's an amazing story. And, you know, so I think that's a really clever workaround (laughs) to get scrappy in your personal life. Right. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then she got engaged and she quit Nordstrom. Uh, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> There's like this onslaught of people applying at Nordstrom's for the men's store. But I don't I mean, I know what I love about it is, again, and every single one of the stories throughout the book are just these extraordinary, ordinary people who were faced with some sort of challenge. And then they finally said, okay, enough. What am I going to do to really set myself apart? And it doesn't always have to be over the top. You want to do something that's in alignment with your personality, with your style, with your ethics, with your belief system, but it's comfortable for you. And so when we say that getting scrappy is a choice, it's a choice to play big, but it's big for you, whatever big is for you and whatever that means. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love that. And I think, um, yeah, there's people, there's, there's single women applying at Nordstrom's throughout, <laughs> through, throughout the world right now. And, and um, I think it's kind of cool because both that example and then the, like the Girl Scout cookie example, they're kind of like rethinking the process. They're, they're starting with the end in mind to use a Stephen Covey term of like, and then trying to figure out how to sort of deconstruct it from there. Um, which I think is cool and it's, it is creative. The, one of the, one of the, the, the fears that I have about the creative part of Scrappy is it seems like a lot of people, um, just want to sort of overthrow the system and they just like, you know, I think of salespeople a lot, you know, a lot of our clients are sales leaders and sales managers and they're like, well, you know, everybody wants to come in and just try to do something creative and they're, they're constantly trying to reinvent the wheel instead of just doing the thing that they know works. So on the one hand you go, well, yeah, be innovative, be creative. Right. And maybe part of that is scrappy. I don't know, maybe not. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, work the system and, and, and you have to put in the work. So how do you sort of reconcile those, those kind of two competing dynamics? Sure. So uh, again, I don't think you're going to get scrappy every day. Uh, so I think that's the first okay. uh, variable. Um, and I liken the whole thing to that Bud Fox moment, right? So when Bud Fox is kind of going after Gordon Gecko, I mean, he's still doing his everyday job, right? He's just making a bigger play to get that one client on board, right? So that's how I see scrappy efforts. I think that you're, when you're really ready to put your tush on the line, when you're really frustrated and you want to make something happen, you know, how can you get creative and try to earn the right to be heard by the most desirable listeners? So I think what happens is when you execute a scrappy effort beautifully, 
especially if that person is scrappy as well, they almost recognize the effort. They're like, oh, I appreciate that kid. Like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. right? This just got you in the door. Now what? Right? So a scrappy effort might get you in the door, but it's not going to get you the deal. You still mm. have to work your plan, right? You still have to work your business. You still have to follow the traditional paths. And, and if you don't, then again, you might've gotten access, but you don't get the deal. So I think that there's, um, it's really important to, to walk your path, uh, but just think of Scrappy as an opportunity to find that workaround to get the access that you need in order to basically kind of push things over to the other side. Um, scrappy people see challenges, but and they find a path to extraordinary results. They're like Steven Schuschler, who's the entrepreneur who turned his home into an indoor jungle to sell investors on the now famous Rainforest Cafe. Uh, you know, he had heard no, no, no over and over and over again, and he tried to find a new workaround. So how does that happen? It's a really great question. And when I was interviewing all of these people, they actually had a through line. There was something that either irritated them, annoyed them, frustrated them. They were bored. They were just ready for some change. And they were like, ah, that's it. I am all in. I'm going to Mm. do something different. And it's um, interesting because it's, I liken it to a little piece of sand in the bed of an oyster, right? That without that irritation, the oyster creates no pearl. It's the same thing. It's with that little bit of irritation that makes you go, okay, I'm going after that client. I'm going after that job. I'm going after that opportunity. It's, it's very specific typically in, in terms of your intention. So I don't get scrappy every day. That would be exhausting, right? <laughs> but if I have a big play and I'm thinking, all right, what can I do that's going to leave a really beautiful impression in the mind of that, those people so they go, oh, we like her. We want to work with her. And I think it speaks volumes for what you're going to bring to the table long-term. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, there's some interesting, uh, just sort of salient points there about it might get you in the door, but it may not get you the deal. And it's, it's kind of like, it's almost like you can't swing for the fences every day, but, but when you identify that one, that one opportunity, that, that thing that you really, really, really want, and you've, you've run into the roadblock, then it's like, it's a chance. Is that like, how do you identify the scrappy, the scrappy moments? Like is what you're saying is you're, you, it's not every, it's not like the modus operandi of, of how you do everything all the time necessarily. There's these, these, these key moments where you go, uh, here, here's my chance to do something different, to be noticed, to break the mold. Are there any indications that we can look for in our lives? Like, Hey, this might be a moment to lay it all on the line. I think everybody has a scrappy spirit within them. And I think there are moments where we think, oh, I've thought about doing something like that. I've thought about doing something clever. And then we have what I call socially acceptable excuses. Mm. And those socially acceptable excuses are like, well, I already tried and they said no, or I already went after them and they were already working with someone else, or they're going to think I'm too old, or they're going to think I'm too young, or they're going to say I'm too experienced. And I don't even know who they are, but we give them a ton of power. Right. Uh-huh. Like, and so, um, we, and, and then other people's will say to us, Oh, you know, God, you tried, at least you tried. Right. But scrappy people don't just try once. They try a couple times. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you really want to make something happen, you're going to make a play and take things to another level. And, and my whole thought is this, there's a great quote in the book from Jim Carrey and he says, look, you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. And right. if you execute a beautiful scrappy effort, one of three things is going to happen. First of all, you can make a scrappy play and it works. Yay. Let's celebrate ice cream moment, right? The second (laughs) opportunity is that, you know, you make a scrappy play and nothing happens. It kind of flatlines, right? It's like, okay, crickets, nothing, nothing happened. Well, no harm, no foul. I mean, what's the worst thing? And then the third opportunity, of course, is that you make a play and, you know, maybe it's not perceived well. And now the only reason it's not received well by the other person is because you didn't think it through. So, Yes, you can have a scrappy attitude, but you really have to think through your strategy. And I think one of my favorite stories that really puts this whole thing into context is through a colleague, uh, this young gentleman, his name is Stephen Varela. And Stephen was an Imagineer for Disney. And he had a great job, a really beautiful resume, you know, for all intents and purposes, people would say he was a very successful young man, but he wanted to change. He just wanted to do something different. And his personal fantasy was that he would get a job working for Wizards of the Coast, which is a big video gaming company. But he felt like they would uh, not really appreciate his skill set and that they would maybe pigeonhole him as being kind of like a Disney person. So he really wanted to separate himself and he didn't want him to just kick out his resume before he even got a chance to kind of sell himself. So he decided he was going to construct this very elaborate plan to deliver his resume to the CEO and to the HR department. And it was this unbelievable thing where he created these crates and you have to crack open these uh, tablets within the crates. And so he had this big elaborate plan, but before he executed, he took it to all of his colleagues and friends that work uh, at Disney and in also affiliated industries. And he said, this is what I'm thinking about doing. This is how it would all play out. This is how it would roll. And then he waited to see what they would say. And he said there was like this moment of silence. And then they said, you know what, Stephen, if you don't do this, we're going to be disappointed in you. (laughs) And that kind of gave him the impetus to say, all right, I'm going to go for it. But he ran it by some peers first, which I thought was beautifully uh, executed. So he does the play. He gets the attention of the CEO. The CEO reaches out to him and says, this is the most incredible resume I have ever seen. I can't believe what you did. We don't have openings right now, but you've done such a great job. I want to hand off your resume to a colleague of ours who's looking for somebody with your skill set. That ends up getting Stephen his dream job. And he wouldn't even have, he didn't even know that other opportunity existed. It wasn't even on his radar. And so what I love the most about getting scrappy is that sometimes It gives you this path to serendipity that you wouldn't even have known existed had you not at least made the effort. So there's a whole lot of magic and beauty that comes with kind of executing these scrappy efforts. And I look at it all as a series of chapters. And, you know, when you get scrappy, it makes for some pretty interesting chapters. Yeah, I, that's a cool story. I think it's one of those things where when you when you go after your dream, it's like sometimes sometimes the reason you're given a dream is so that you can achieve the dream. Sometimes the reason is because in the pursuit of that dream, the next dream is unveiled to you, which is what the real dream is. Um, and, uh, 
I love that. I I I, I love that. And what and you kind of talk about this. So you there's a part about execution uh, that's really like tactical. And and when it comes to like going forward, you you talk about that people choose to play big for for two different reasons. One is to 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 execute an experiment or to move forward out of conviction. So can Absolutely. you talk about those a little bit? Sure. So I'm really glad you brought this up. So, you know, again, this is not uh, what I would call a motivational inspiration book, although I hope that on some level it will motivate and inspire you. But I've really worked hard to make it tactical and practical so that you'll see a whole bunch of different choices that you might feel comfortable working with. And there is a chapter on, which we call the crash and burn chapter, that talks about, you know, good ideas gone bad and that you really have to really think through your risk tolerance. You have to have a really clear understanding of what your play is and who you're reaching out to. Uh, We have 21 different illustrations, small examples, medium examples, large examples, and we offer them to you not because we want you to copy them, but but hopefully by looking at these ideas, you can go, okay, look, I wouldn't do that, but I would do this. Or, you know, I wouldn't do that one, but I would change it and I would do this instead. So these ideas will help you to execute on your ideas or strategies, whether they be personal or professional, and whether you're executing you know, something from just a position of passion um, or what we would call an experiment, or if it's actually an act of conviction. So for example, uh, some people get scrappy for personal reasons or philanthropic reasons, uh, whereas others are trying to make a very serious business and professional play. So a personal project might be like, oh, you know what? I've always wanted to be an artist, so I'm going to really play big and see if I can get this internship position to work, you know, at this, uh, you know, special uh, consulting seminar for artists and get exposure and I'm going to donate my time and I'm going to, you know, really put myself out there and make a scrappy effort from just from a place of experience and experiment. Right. So those are lovely reasons to get scrappy. But on the other side, it could be like, you know what? I'm one big deal away from being the number one top producer in my company. And I've got three prospects that could help me push the scales in my favor. And I'm going to do three crazy scrappy efforts that are really uh, customized for each person. And if I can just get one of those three to crack, then I'm going to hit my goal and be number one producer for this particular market segment. So, you know, it really just depends on what your goal is and what the circumstances are and how much risk you're willing to take. But again, some things are short-term plays. Other things are long-term plays. Some is experiment, some is conviction, right? It's really all over the board. And I, what I love is that uh, you get to customize it and make it you know, absolutely perfect for your personality, your style, and your circumstances. So Terry, where do you want people to go to get the to get their copy of Scrappy <laughs> and to get connected with you? Yes, please. Um, so obviously, it's available in bookstores nationwide. The easiest place to get it, of course, is most likely on Amazon. So if you just go to Amazon.com and type in uh, Scrappy Terry, it'll pop up. You'll get it as a choice. You'll see a little set of boxing gloves on the front cover. The book is also available in audio. So if you say, "Oh my gosh, I'm really busy, but I don't have time to read a book." You can get the Audible or Audio CD version, and I will read the book to you. Uh, you also can go to <laughs> www.scrappy, 
hyphenthebook.com. So scrappy-thebook.com, and that'll give you additional uh, platforms where you can buy the book, either from Barnes and Noble, Apple, um, indie bookstores, whatever your preference is. Well, I love how the subtitle, you know, is a little, a little big, a little, a little book on playing about choosing to play big. And, um, I think you talk about that it is a choice. It's a, it's a choice to play big or, or at least big for you. Uh, So do you, do you have any, any last sort of encouragement or wisdom of somebody, maybe there's somebody out there listening right now that, you know, they've never taken that shot. They've never they've never tried this. They've, they've never swung for the fence. They've never, they've never really played big. They've played safe. What would you, what would you tell that person? You know, I think you could just make your first, your first step. And when it comes to your first scrappy effort, you don't have to swing for the fences. I love that you said that. Uh, what I try to tell people all the time is look, you don't have to score on every play, just advance the ball. So you're going to make your first scrappy effort just to advance the ball, and then it will progress. It's a series of progressive steps. They're going to build to kind of obtaining that ultimate goal, dream, or vision. And at the end of the day, look, we all have that negative self-talk that lives in our heads. Like, oh my gosh, um, you know, what if they think something negative? Well, if you do a graceful, classy effort, there's no reason why somebody would think something negative, right? So keep it classy, you know, think about your risk tolerance, look at the illustrations that appeal to you. And then just remember, you're trying to build something that is going to help you to earn the right to be heard. And then heck, what the heck? Why not go for it? I mean, again, you know, you are, you are the decider. You, you get to be the decider. No one's going to come and pluck us from obscurity and help us to make our dreams come true. I'm like, I'm pretty confident of that. So at, when somebody asks me, oh my gosh, Terry, what made you think that you could? I just, I, I, I wish I could tell you that it was this crazy self-confidence, but really I just started to think, well, someone's going to get a shot at this. So why not me? And so why not you? That's how I look at it. Let's get scrappy. Why not you? Maybe it's just that simple. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Scrappy is the name of the book, a little book about choosing to play big. Terry Shodin is the uh, name of the author and my friend here. She's got tons of great stuff also on uh, your presentation skills, of course, including small message, big impact, but you can check her out at shodincommunications.com. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And uh, Terry, thanks you just for inspiring people to uh, play big. I, oh I, I think it's a needed message and we appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me. I love your show. I love what you've done. And I really just want you to know I sincerely appreciate the opportunity to share this concept with your peeps. So thanks so much. <laughs> Get scrappy. What a cool word. Get scrappy. And I love that word. I think it's I think it's a really good I think it's an articulate and accurate description of what makes a lot of successful people successful, especially like first generation success, right? Like people who don't step into something but have to create something. People who are maybe building first generation wealth or or they're their first one in their family go to college or their first one to they're first in the family to like make it to professional sports. Those people by definition are scrappy it's it's a little bit of bounce back a little bit of 
and just you know spice or spunk or or just extra dedication to to fight i mean i like the way that terry described it there with a fighting spirit and terry said this she said why not you and that those are three powerful words why not you and whatever your dream is i know that you have fears i know that you have uh, this voice in your head that says, well, that's impossible. That's unrealistic. That's for other people. But, but, but you have to say back to that voice, why not me? Right? Like what have other people got so figured out about the world that I don't, that they should be able to do that and I can't? How, how is it that other people could be so much smarter than me that, that they pulled it off or so much more hardworking? And maybe they are just more hardworking, but that's something you can control. And you go, if I'm willing to work that hard and I'm willing to fight and I'm willing to hustle and I'm, and I'm willing to claw, then why not me? And that's where it comes back to discipline for you because if you're willing to do that, then why not you? Because when that moment happens, and Terry talked about it, you know, that 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 moment where you become frustrated, that moment where you get to the place where you say, you know what, I, I, I can't live the way that I'm living. I can't continue being average. I cannot continue being mediocre. I will not accept the current situation I have. I, I deserve better. I want better. And I'm willing to do the work for better. And once you get to that point, everything changes. Because then you stop waiting. You stop wa- wanting someone to save you. You stop living in this fantasy land that somehow is just going to magically turn around, that somebody is going to discover you, that, that somehow it's just going to fall in your lap and you take ownership of your life and you realize at that moment that you are responsible for your results. You are in charge of your life. And when, when you get to that place, a new realization happens and you say, you know what, I can't wait for my dream. I can't wait for somebody else to make my dream happen. I can't wait for some set of lucky circumstances to take over my life. I have to do it and I have to do it right now. And even though you don't know what to do, you just do what's in your power. You do what you can control. You buy a book that shows you how to write a book proposal. You write the proposal. You find out who's in charge. You fly to their office. You meet them on a, a desperate whim. You do the work of the revisions, right? You you keep working and you build and it, one door opens the next and the next and the next and you take that step and, and, then, and then you keep asking, why not me? Why not me? And you keep hustling and you keep fighting and you keep scrapping until one day, You look back and that dream that was so impossible, that dream that was so unrealistic is simply a part of your history. Why not you? Find your dream and get scrappy. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that really helps us out. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.